Welcome to the Christmas Eve 2019 edition of the IP Address. I'm Paul, as always, and with me, Ira. Good to be here. Everyone's got their uh, Chinese food, movie, and IP address ready for uh, what should be a festive IP address. Uh, I think episode three now of the season. Yeah, we're on a good pace here, I think. Yeah, so far so good. I guess there hasn't been any, any like, sirens going off yet to call emergency pods, so... I think we're doing pretty well for ourselves. Yeah, it's, it's almost looking like, uh, you know, looking in the um, Fantasy Farmer's Almanac. We may be seeing uh, a seasonableness of reasonableness coming up, but uh, you never can really know. As I've said, you know, many times now, you know, as long as Dan's team stays in it, things are going to be reasonable. We have we have uh, some managers doing some uh, shady shit, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to today, but uh, uh, so far so good, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. I mean, I think the common theme is we can get further down into this towards the end of the pod, but it's usually women, I think, come in the way of uh, shady things happening in this league when it comes to, you know, not giving the most effort. That's a common theme I've noticed over the years. Um, but I think, you know, right now when I'm looking at the uh, where the league stands, I mean, I'm enjoying myself. I find not doing the power rankings every week definitely gives me some, uh, I think, a fresh perspective as I come into the pod. My opinions aren't so rigid. I'm able to, you know kind of ebb and flow now as we look at the information and uh i think for yourself it's really is a dark ages this time around with uh, the top six in the league the top six all time you know it's a it's a tough it's a tough year for the underdog that's for sure uh seems like it so far but i think there's a lot of season to be played left i think a lot of injuries could happen uh this around the time last year where i was kind of down on myself and a month later i was true up on myself and i'm already feeling I felt a little better last week already. We'll get to that too, but felt a little better last week than I than I did, uh, you know, two weeks ago. So uh, th- things change fast in this league, and especially when it's pretty tight and mostly competitive as it's been this season and uh, in recent seasons as well. Yeah, I mean, I felt like I was rolling along no problem. I had a an only season loss to Andrew in week one, four or five, four straight wins, lose three six to Garrett, but in the last three weeks I've had. Five four results and I'm in fourth place now. All of a sudden, so you know it's uh, it's amazing. If you don't have big wins, you quickly find yourself uh, lost in the clusterfuck of this league. That's the thing, you know. It's always to the John theory that you, you know you can hang on five four and lose four five, and uh, that's all you need to do to hang around this league. It, it, it's having those big big wins and losses that really change things up. Uh, you uh, you might have some good medicine coming up. You have John this week who. Again, that may not be any worse than a 4-5 even if you do lose that matchup eventually. You have Dank coming up, who theoretically you should outmanage, and ending the uh, the run with with Andrew, who's kind of up and down as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, no, nothing's nothing's that easy or, or hard, except for maybe Corey. You had Corey early in the season when it wasn't so dire yet, when Andre Iguodala was but, uh, uh, but, but a bad ad as opposed to a terrible ad, but uh, I, I digress. <laughs> Yeah, all right, so uh, let's go through. I mean, just look at the standings right now. Garrett's in first place by three games, and I mean, he's got a, a 623 win percentage, which is uh, not quite his record pace from last year, but is uh, still a very nice season he's putting together. And how scared are you of this team running off seven straight wins now? Um, Most I, recent 8-1 over Levy, but it's Levy. So. I don't know. It, it's not like it was last year. Like, last year you faced Garrett, and you're like, well, what am I losing by this week? Uh, I, I don't get that same impression. Um, look, he, he, he's kind of up and down. He has Jan Mahinmi now who's getting minutes, if not uh, if not great production. I'm glad to see him back. Yeah. A fellow eye guy out there. I know. like Jan. Like, 
<laughs> I, I was the guy like when he went from da- when he went when he went from Dallas to Indiana. Indiana I was like, oh, like he's gonna bust it. I think you and I said a trivia question about him too. You were, well, you and I yes, because you and I were talking about how like uh, I proposed to you like who are the backup like these backup centers oh, that like yeah, should have had bigger roles, and it was we're talking him. about how bad we're talking about how bad the Pacers bench was. I think versus the Heat, I think that was where we were going. Oh, right, we were talking about... Oh, that's right, it was minutes, uh, playoff minutes beyond the, the starting five of uh, Paul George, like, yeah. Lance, George, George Hill, like LeBron and Wade and David, David West, and, uh, and, and Roy. And the next two were like Jan Mahinmi, DJ Augustine, and then like, Sam Young was a, the third guy at, at that and point. DJ Augustine's good again now. He's, uh, he must be on the roids. I don't know how that guy is. Well, TJ Oxen hasn't changed much. He just matured a bit. And the big issue then was like he couldn't break the, the, the full court, the half court trap of, of the Heat. Maybe the league's gone in his direction now. I don't know. There's always like a. But, but even remember, Jeremy Lin was a good player that year too, and he couldn't break that. Heat. Like when, <laughs> when the Heat want to really yeah, break, they, break they, you mentally, they, they did it. We haven't seen a team run like the, like the half court trap in a long time, really. Like, I don't know. They, they were the first team to do it since the 90s, and, and no one's done it since. anybody's tried to replicate it. No, not, not even for, not even the for short could probably do it. They'd probably be a good nominee with George and Kawhi. Yeah, and also and having Emerly. and having Montreal ha- like Harold as like kind of the, the roamer would be a pretty good. Um, He's got the leg speed probably, right? Yeah. And, and the arms to, to knock stuff in the lane. And he went to Louisville where they're used to running kind of pressing schemes, so it wouldn't be too foreign to him. Uh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be badass if they did that. Then. Beverly getting in there. Oh man, that'd be that'd be a good time. All right, we got we got we got sidetracked, <laughs> but in a good way for no, it's fun. Of the pod. But but yeah, so so that was our first bit, and then the second bit was. Well, who are, who are the most wasted backup centers that like we thought would break out? And it was Marcin Gortat when he backed up Dwight. We thought he'd be like the next big thing. He went to Phoenix and was kind of middling for a few years. Kind of kind of pulled it together when he went to Washington for the first two three seasons there. Until him, him and John Wall hated each years. other. Did you have a one year? Two? I did. Yeah. I did. I, I think like you a had a one like right, right in the floor really collapsed. I had one really good year and then one really bad year. Yeah. Yeah. I had a couple good years and yeah, I started to grow sour. He was like a. He'd be like a two month warrior, and then like for a month he'd be awful. It was it was a tough tough hold. But but then we had the the great story of you know this season you have a guy like Rashawn Holmes who uh, I I've been raving about on this podcast for years now, and I don't want to talk about him. He's on Justin's team. I know, and yeah. he's one of these guys that I'm like, oh, like I can't pick him up. Like or I'll, he'll be there next week or ne- tomorrow to pick up, and ah, now he's on yeah, Justin's team. Uh, well, the, the folks I rave for, their like head guy is uh, he's like a king. He was used to be on the Kings beat, so like every and he does like a newsletter. He always does like deep dive on the Kings every week, so it's amazing. Like he's just, he's crying constantly that they're not playing Rashawn Holmes enough, and like talking about how now that Marvin Bagley's back, and now he's gonna ruin Holmes' presence. It's pretty hilarious. Like, I I just don't want to get what it is that like multiple coaching staffs have not played Rashawn Holmes enough. I guess it's always that he's just behind young big men who like. Yeah, I think I think the angle is honestly, and it's probably the case right now. Like when you're paying the guys such a little money. It's hard to justify giving him that role when you have these big contracts that you need to prove are worthwhile. Someone should pay him. I was in the offseason. I'm like, we should, the Knicks should get Rashawn Holmes. He's a great rim runner. He's a very good defender. No one, like, he's not a liability in post-up situations. Like, well, he what doesn't he do? The just because, like, nobody would ever give him the ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, get, get ISO, ISO, get the pick out of here. What are you doing? It's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> but... I know he's I'm definitely a guy that Nick should have looked at over like Taj Gibson or Bobby Portis. I, and I actually think most teams should have looked at him probably in the offseason. You know, he he really helps most teams in the league. It's a, no, it's amazing. But I mean, hey, look, I mean, I guess I guess it's a, it's a classic Justin pickup in that regard. But I mean, he's at a for the year we're talking about a guy who's uh, averaging twelve point four points, eight point five rebounds, one point one steals, 
1.3 blocks, and is a great shooter across the board. 66% from the field, 82% from the line for a center. I mean, the guy's golden. So uh, yeah, 82% only, only slightly better than Nerland okay. Noel, by the way, who uh, all of a sudden learned how to shoot free throws. So talk about being on steroids or something. But um, I guess let's, let's pop back to Garrett's team. Um, his roster's good, but it's not scary without with Pascal Siakam out. Uh, he's at, what, four to six weeks? Is that what they're saying yeah, right now? Yeah, he's going to be, I think, for a little while now. Uh, I'll look at this injury note. But uh, they're definitely talking about like a more of an extended absence. So, uh, I mean, Toronto, they're not about to win the conference anyway. It's kind of, just kind of a big cliff after like the five seed in the East. So, I don't really see much of a rush in getting him back out there. Yeah. Um, the rest of the yard team, Devontae Graham's had a, a pretty solid few weeks here. Um, he's been... The shooting slump is very heavy, but he still gets assistant three-pointers every game, so it's kind of, you know, you take it and deal with it. I yep. mean, he's down to 38.6% for the season, so uh, it's, he's kind of turned into Terry Rozier, only hits a lot of threes, but uh, still still a great pickup. Yep. All, I mean, Aldridge is Aldridge. I think uh, since when he was out for a game or two and, and it looked like Jacob Pertl is going to play, Jakob Pertl is going to play for a little bit, it seems like Aldridge has kind of stepped his game up since that moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been playing pretty Spurs, well. Spurs are kind of ready to ship at least like hang around the eighth seed, so he should keep playing because it seems like Pop has no interest in uh, trading anybody away. He went for a 40-pointer uh, last night, actually, with three trades and three blocks, so uh, maybe a sell-high moment if you wanted to get rid of Aldridge before uh, the Spurs might tank the season away. Yeah. But, I mean, Paul George is back. He's looked great. Uh, AD keeps playing. He was looking through, I think, the fourth quarter the other night, but... Uh, you know, it's kind of a standard protocol for Anthony Davis. Yeah. Hey, Gallo's missed two games in uh, the past uh, few weeks, so we're finally getting to that spot where he's going to become a liability for Garrett's team, maybe. So, But look, Garrett's team is good. It doesn't scare it's me terribly. Yeah. I mean, definitely definitely not deep enough of a roster to like, be like, oh, this team's uh, playoff ready. No. So I'd be curious to see you, and you're playing this week. and uh, I'm mean, 7-2 right now. Yeah, you healthy right now? You think you're? I think Jokic has been uh, starting to bring it around. Right? He, he's starting to bring it around. Bradley Beal still not shooting a great percentage, but he's he's uh, starting yeah, to man. he's starting to to pick it up a little bit. Uh, let's see if we get DeAndre Aiden finally back from suspension oh, and already injured. Oh yeah, that, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, um, all right. Well, my my uh, love affair with uh, what's his name, Aaron Baines, quickly came to an end, and that guy uh, fell off a cliff after. Carrying the Suns when he went down. Couldn't handle more minutes, but uh, some of my young guys are starting to come around a little bit. DeAndre Hunter's been a little more uh, consistent after kind of rough shooting averages starts. Um, I was able to grab DeLon right off waivers, who hasn't been great, but I kind of like what he adds to my team. I think the guy we did we, did we pay Chris Paul? I think as your uh, as my your breakout player of the year, yeah, your underrated player because he's crushed it. He's been like a top ten value basically all season, uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's I, he's getting minutes. He's playing. Yeah, uh, I'm shocked. Single handedly destroyed the Bulls on Monday in the fourth quarter. He had like four three pointers to close that game out. Yep. Uh, Chris Dunn, I I kind of added. A, he, I like him. He can't score, but he's putting up like. Two and a half steals a game, basically, I think. Um, and he, him, Jackson Hayes, uh, recently I've been doing pretty good in, in steals and blocks. I'm, I'm just getting these guys that are specialists in those areas. And uh, oh, look, Ricky Rubio hasn't even been that consistent in that stuff this year, and, and still uh, my team's doing pretty well. You have some upside guys on this roster. So, like, you know, I mean, somebody like, I mean, Chris Boucher right now. A lot of talk about him. I'm holding on to him because I can afford it right now. Yeah, but, but I mean, I mean, if you're, if you're if we're talking about guys that are going to be good for you in the playoffs, like he's the type of guy that could have that stat set. Like I mean, Danny Green's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think 
I don't know, like you picked up Kyle Kuzma, like I don't see that happening. No, that's going to be a short-term thing. Uh, I was happy with the Kevin Herter pickup. Uh, he was someone who I liked coming into the season. Yeah, I dropped. Nervous about injuries. You dropped him like a he, day too soon, I think. He dinged his shoulder up, and I was like, this guy's had a shoulder injury. There's no way he's going to like come back from this quickly. And, you know, now he's playing great again. So, yeah. I don't know. John Collins is back at Atlanta also. So, it seems like their rotation is kind of uh, getting in it's order. It's going to solidify a bit. So, um, they're really not fun to watch. I don't know if you watch them at all this year, but uh, it, it's uh, – I was watching a few of the games because a lot of the Maryland guys have been getting minutes. Three of them started the other day, so uh, but it's it's not great to watch. Yeah, so uh, I'm p- passing a text to Paul oh, over to Paul. If he, <laughs> I have a maybe we'll play that for a bachelor party or something uh, for a sister for her. She's a, ma- a birthday present for her marathon. Okay, I was going, I was on cameo and uh, Devin from the challenge does great cameo. So I'm excited to see uh, to see his pep his pump up talk. He does a good job. Maybe I'll buy one for you one day, Paul, before you're uh, okay. Before half marathon. All right, but uh, all right, let's swing it to. We should do, we should break down Justin's trip. Oh wait, sorry, my other underrated guy. I just want to shout him out because you know I love him. Will Barton just tearing shit up this season. He really is. Uh, in his last six games, he's had uh, five of those games have been uh, multi steal games. Um, he's putting up pretty pretty solid percentages. He's putting up over ten points a game. Uh, he's actually at fourteen point six now. Seven boards a game. Three and a half assists. Uh, it's pretty pretty solid stuff. Is, is he? He's a starter now for them. Yeah, he's starting. It's it's crazy that and he's getting minutes. That's the thing. Well, Gary Harris has kind of been down a bit, and he's someone yeah, on Garrett's Gary team Harris who uh, has really collapsed this season. Yeah, he was, like he was the one who was kind of I thought pegged to be the you know kind of the lead two three man on that roster, and it's uh it's surprising now that Barden's now superseded him and you know is running away with the role. Barden's a good. I mean, look, Barden's a good player. Like before his injury last year, he was. He was kind of at that Gary Harris level, and he really added a lot to their second unit as a point guard as well, and just kind of upping the, the yeah, tempo. He has a lot more playmaking ability. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, so uh, it doesn't surprise me that he's playing at this level. It's just it's nice to see. All right, who are we moving to next? Uh, I think we should get to Justin's team. I mean, he's making the most noise in terms of moves and in terms of trades. You know, it's uh, kind of hard to argue with that. Uh, and his teams are moving up the standings of as late as well. I think he's he's won a lot of matchups. I think. Let's Actually, just give a sh- let's I just give a shout that. out to Justin and to Levy for making the trade, right? And uh, it was a fair trade. Oh, oh, well, I mean, yeah, it's true. I don't know what the percentage is. So probably like two thirds of Justin's trades, I think, are acceptable. Yeah. But this was fair. I don't even call this acceptable. This was fair. Yeah, I, I think it's a any, fair. Both both parties walked away with. I think if happy, anything, I think. Levy might have gotten the upper hand here. To be honest, I mean, when I look at a uh, just thinking like long term keeper wise, like Steph has like top five talent. He's not like a he's not a top fifteen, a top ten. Like top five is like another couple of notches above the top 10, yep. 15 range in keepers. Yep. So I mean, and to keep up with Braun, who eh, look he's playing well this year, but like we're still talking about like. First, second round level. And when he and goes to repair his body in, yeah. for two weeks in February every year, you know. Uh, Apparently that time came around early because he's uh, he already missed the game now. He just missed the game, I think, on a Sunday. And, you know, it's unclear if he's going to miss Christmas too. So, uh, yeah. Well, J- Justin, it bothers me because he's really, truly benefiting from just having to wake up earlier than everybody else. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. It's really true. I mean, I mean he would wake up early anyway, though. That's a thing, but... Um, He's definitely getting... No, but the whole, he wakes up early because he's going to work. 
She has to be up earlier for work than the is rest that, of us. Is that sure? Is it, is it a baby Jack and show? No, know. it's been before baby Jack. Well, maybe it is partially baby Jack. I think this Jack. season it's more baby Jack. It, that, that is possible. Uh, but, let me just take a look at some of the move, that the move right here. But like, he has Rashawn Holmes. That's an ad drop. Uh, Bertans. Justin drafted a, a, a few Washington guys, but Bertans was not one of them. He added him. Uh, Somebody else. Gor- Gorgie Deng this week with, with Carl Anthony Towns down. That's a good ad. That's a good pickup. Dang, another guy who I never understood why other teams didn't kind of just go after him for, for starters minutes. Um, who else on this roster? Uh, Markel Fultz, I imagine, was a, was a pickup. Not that he's anything special. Uh, I think he was a draft pick, actually. Harrison Barnes, he picked up after I dropped him once he started getting more minutes. Uh, Derek Jones Jr., Pat Beverly. Like, these are, uh, yeah. Let's see. I'm, I'm taking a look now to see when Justin's been making moves to add, further add to our analysis here. Uh, well, he hasn't been getting up that early, actually. But let's see. I'm more concerned. I mean, his move rate this season is like real high. I will say. <laughs> and he's uh, it was like five o'clock. He's at eighty four right now, and we are in week what? Week nine? Week ten? Week ten? So without, that's like without the playoff bump, you know, which is like the playoff bump probably adds like I don't know. If you play three rounds, probably sixty moves. I don't know. It's got to be extreme. But like, he's at eighty four, and we've only played. Yeah, you said we're on week ten, so he's basically doing like ten moves a week almost. Yeah. So I mean, that's I mean, he's going to be at two hundred moves just for the regular season, which means he's he could well, he's definitely going to blow through the record. I think I think the record's like two forty ish. So uh, impressive pace for Bibsy. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, this team. I don't think it's that good yet, to be honest. I don't know if... I, mean, I see a strategy, which he gets, is nice He gets volume. See. He's getting volume in. Yeah, he's definitely going for the counting stats. I mean, that's... I mean, which makes sense when you have, like, a Ben Simmons and, uh... I mean, got Ben Simmons. He's got LeBron now, who's also a key, big volume guy. Um, so, I mean... Well, look, it's, it's sustainable as long as he's able to hit 10 guys a week. That's what it really comes down to, right? Because he doesn't have a lot of guys that are on their own putting up huge volume. Yeah, no... That's a good point. I mean, yeah. He's got to keep the games rolling in. I mean, he's definitely got the edge on the moves. And this team's got... I don't know. It's not that good. That's a thing. It's, no, it's not. It's, like, all, it's all the moves. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that just kind of speaks to in this league. Like, you know, being motivated goes a long way. It's a lesson for... Well, I don't know, man. I, I'm the sec- I'm, what, third in the league in moves? Like... And yeah, I've like I've often reacted like a day late or, or, or early, basically on things it seems. So I've had less move luck, maybe. Part of that is having less access because the guys I've wanted Justin took two hours before I'm awake. No, I, but I, I think uh, in, in terms of the complaining about the too early moves thing, like all right, that's one take. But like in my mind, as a fantasy player, you need to either be one of two things: you got to be a late player or an early player. You want to be a late player, you can take a look at who's getting added at the end of the day. You want to be an early player. You can wake up and try and compete with business. I see what you're saying. Adding guys, guys, adding guys at the end of yeah. uh, the... Uh, interesting. Yeah. And, you know, and you know, Justin doesn't have the ability to do any analysis. So, you know, I mean, that, that, that's your edge on him. You've you, you got to beat him at the quality, not the quantity. Which, I, you know, also makes me the best manager out there, in my opinion. <laughs> but, eh, we'll see, we'll well, see how things shake out. right now, so I can't, can't argue there. Yeah, no, but... And it's, yeah, I mean, do you think that... Uh, just going back to the trade, do you... Th- I don't think we, think we had set it for the podcast still. So, for those who aren't following... Uh, Justin gave up Steph, a third-round pick, and a fifth-round pick, which means he has to do a late-round keeper now to, if he gave up the third-rounder. Right. And he got back Levy's 8th, 11th, LeBron James, and Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, and basically, he gave up his top five keeper, who's been his staple for, I don't know, probably three or four years now. Yep. Now he's working with, for the future, I mean, he's got LeBron, Clint, Ben Simmons, D'Angelo Russell, he kept. I guess it's like his late, his late keeper would be Rashawn Holmes, maybe? I don't know, depending on where he signs. I don't see much else in this roster to work with for, like, a late keeper. Uh, Bertans could be a guy... Yeah. But he's a free agent, so that's the ninth round. But, I mean, that's still... He's going to move. It's hard to predict that kind of guy. I need to look at him. Do, like, do we really think that's just sustainable? I mean... I don't know. I trust Zach Lowe, and he seems to think it could could work anywhere as long as, you know, he's getting fed, basically. I don't know what the fuck the Spurs were doing. Yeah. Frustrates me. Yeah. Basically, my adopted team with the Knicks sucking. Um, and he has a bunch of late options. Uh, I... Where's D'Angelo Russell? He would be no. He kept his he's last time, keeper, so keeper? he'd be. Uh, he'd probably be like a fourth rounder now, so it's not worth it. Interesting. I think Holmes is probably like I don't think he drafted Holmes. That might be the move if uh, he signs somewhere where he's at a starting center. Uh, he may want to make another move with Levy to like take maybe Terry Rozier off his hands and give him like Ben Simmons or something like that, and just really solidify Levy's top keeper keeper pool. And uh, yeah, so Bert, actually, Bertens is a twelfth round pick actually. So. Hmm. That would be the keeper, probably. Yeah. Assuming he... Yeah, I don't know if he has a one-year contract with the Wizards or what his status is next Yeah, I don't know. So uh, that's something to keep in mind for Justin. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, this team's definitely better now in rebounds, you know. And he's got some field goal percentage going for him. But he's got a long way to go to win this league. And it's, it's going to be made a pull trigger early. You know, that's yep. what I always think. To sign desperation for, to make a trade. I there. think so, too. And, and he gave up some big assets to, to go there and... Uh, as far as picks, so look, everyone up, look man. at what Levy did. Levy did a great job. I know he's not going to hear this because he's probably not listening. Do, but do you, do you think Levy gave up too soon? I'm kind of yeah, no. Know. But here, here, here's my thing: the earlier in the season you trade, the less risky it is to trade away good players. If LeBron gets hurt for the rest of the year, it turns out to be an incredible deal for Levy, right? Um, yeah, oh, it ain't no, the, it ain't no three for fourth rounders. It, but you know, it's, don't just give Justin things as he asks for them. Make him work for it. Like it seems that Levy did. I imagine that this is not Justin's no, no, first it, offer. I, I, <laughs> I will say, yeah, big, big announcement to all the listeners out there. This is the bargaining line now when you work with Justin. You see what he's willing to but give. He, he's done this in the past. Justin has Justin has made trades where he was a loser, but. Not enough people make him work for it. I know I've made him work for it. I've I've had him. Uh, you're, I don't. I don't bother dealing with you in the trade market if I don't have to. Oh, because you know I'm gonna bend you over for it, basically. Yeah, uh, uh, you, you just ask too much. It's not worth my time. I'd rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't really waste a lot of time with you either. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I know it, what I'm doing. It is there. what it is. I don't like doing win trades, but just you know, I feel like I'm a loser when I'm working with uh, you in negotiations. But, I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, I rather lose the opportunity. Sometimes I don't get blackballed like. Uh, uh, who's a in MLB like Billy Bean used to or anything like that? You know, uh, <laughs> but I, I do not think that's the case. Uh, all right, enough of Justin. Uh, thanks for listening, Bibsy. Uh, it is. It is one. Um, that's a interesting to. I wonder if maybe all, some engagement nerves might have made Levy just decide to throw away the towel in this season. You know, maybe he had too much shit going on. Wanted to get out of this league while, you know, just you know, set this aside. Not have to worry about the season. Uh, yeah, just uh, it's easier this way for him. Uh, I'm sure. I definitely think Nicole's bringing the pressure, you know, bringing the heat a little bit. So, uh, he probably didn't want to deal with me breathing down his back for, uh, you know, being a proper manager, you know, have to deal with the trade market in a few months. Women are usually are, uh, what costs make this league go downhill quick. Right, put that on your, on your tombstone one day, Ira. W- w- women make the, the league go soft. 
Yeah, it's true, man. It goes soft, man. It goes hard, you know? <laughs> but, uh, all right. You heard it here funny. first, people. You heard it here <laughs> first. All right, what else do we have on here? Uh, let's check into uh, Dake and Eric. I'd say would maybe two of our early season surprises. I, I Definitely Dank, at least. Um, you thought that Eric's team was going to be pretty bad, didn't you? Yeah, it wasn't so high. Like you, I think you had him as like the worst team in the league by far coming into the season, right? Well, definitely Court was the worst team. But uh, all right, right. right. And uh, I felt bad for Dank. He he had the lead on John all week, and then John just came in and made some moves in him. Stole the matchup on Sunday. He's now lost uh, five weeks in a row, actually, after winning three out of four matchups to start the year. So uh, I don't know if this team can recover. I mean, it's not even like Dan has that much crap in his roster, to be honest. He's just got to hang in and. How many moves is he at right now? Let's see. He's at three moves. Dan, we told you you got to make at least one move a week, man. We really wanted to make two. Uh, just got to feel, but it's not going to be enough making three moves. It's just not. Well, he's got Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet back now, which... He, he almost has like a super efficient... Like, he has a lot of guys that have outplayed everything, right? Van Vliet's been really good. Sadoransky's been... Well, he hasn't been great. Any guess on uh, what... Are you looking at the ranks? What's the song White side after the season? What do you think? He's a good fantasy player, isn't he? I'm going to say he's like 29th. Number six. On the Number season. six? Number six. Wow. White side. Wow. And he's the ultimate Dan player, too. For, for Well, he used to be a punt free throw guy. Now he's, I mean, he's shooting 76% on the season. Where the fuck did that come from? All these big guys can shoot now, I'm telling you. Bam Adebayo's been like a real yeah, good player. Yeah, Bam's been good. A lot of people are high on him coming yeah. into it. But, 16th uh, right now, his rank? Is it 16th? Yeah, yeah, God bless him. Yeah, I guess that's, that's average stats. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Eric Bledsoe's is like a decent buy-low target because, like, 0.8 steals. Bledsoe's never been a 0.8 steals kind of guy. So when he gets healthy, I expect that to improve. Dan should be making a trade move. Like, if Bledsoe – is Bledsoe hurt right now? Bogdanovich is hurt right now. He's like drop Bogdanovich. Yeah, right. probably. That roster's too crowded. Um, yeah. I mean, he's he's got to start doing something. Joe Ingles has been a real benefactor from Mike Conley's – Deterioration. Yeah, that could change. When yeah. Zion, Zion ever going to come back? I don't understand what the. Yeah. I guess the Pelicans. Are and even when so he comes bad, back, he, he's not going to be. Dan, Dan almost. If you want to keep him for the future, injure keep him. But I would just drop him. I, I, mm. uh, I actually wanted to talk about that too. We could, we could swing it. And do you think people have been waiting too long to uh, to utilize the uh, the keeper drop? Move? It's never been used in the history of our league. I know, but I'm saying I think there's a lot of guys this season that I think qualify for that rule that people aren't. Make so, it a move so, and actually, this will give us a good chance to talk about the other thing with this. But um, now that we don't have top three keepers anymore, if you're not keeping a bona fide, like Levy should do it with Steph Curry, right? Because yeah, he's mean, not coming back. Presumably, he's traded. You traded for him to keep him. him. Just do that instead of debating whether you're going to do it with Clay Thompson. Do it with Steph Curry now that you have him, right? Yeah. Um, and you can drop Clay Thompson while you're at it. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, if a guy's not, but if a guy's not, a, a, I don't know. Like Shabiris, Kevin Durant on his roster still. And I mean, I don't really think Shabiris gonna like fight for a playoff spot all season. So like, it could be in his interest to clear some room out on the roster, drop KD. You know, and he's got. I mean, I don't know why he's carrying carries Lebron either, but he could put Thomas Bryant in the IL spot instead. Yep. And I guess he's got... Oh, he's got Harden. Oh, Trace, though, I think a keeper in the fourth round. I think Trevier's attitude probably is that he's in third place. If, if, he's, if he's not penalizing him for he's keeping these guys, keep, and they're going to come back. Mello probably now is the ninth rounder, right? Right, probably. Probably. Um, was he drafted, actually, Mello? 
He wasn't signed. Was he in the, he made, someone may take him in the 15th round as a joke. Yeah, that would be like a... Uh, yeah, let me actually, I'll take a look. But... Oh, and, and, he, he was drafted... Holy I, shit. I'm telling you. Good call. Way before 15th, though. <laughs> Where was he taken? 11th. Bye. <laughs> Shabir. Uh, shocking. <laughs> he, he, he did against himself, basically, yeah, he, there. Uh, but I would rather he keep him there. But, look, yeah, if you're going to hold him on your KD for next season, you might as well use that rule on him, right? Well, actually, I guess he can't do it now. He actually should just drop him. He's, He's just... Well, yeah. Well, no, you can keep trading. I think you he should trade him. Like, in the fourth. He should trade him. That's what you should do. Uh, that would be... Like, Talibi. Be interesting. Uh, or maybe Cookie Barry, her call. I think Eric was a KD owner back in the day. Uh, maybe yeah, to me. Something. Or maybe to me if things don't pan out so well. What's that? Or maybe to me if things don't pan out for me in the next few weeks. Well, we'll you, see. you got options, don't you? Uh, uh, uh. Uh, somebody has, like, fucking Nurkic on the roster still. Duran, uh, I want to say. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think he had him last year, right? That probably makes sense. No, he has Ola Depot, actually. Who? Which, why? We're st- oh, no, he's in the I.O. spot, so keep waiting. But then he's got Collins back. Duran's team's actually ready for a little surge. Should be. Now that I'm looking at it. Lowry's now going to be getting plenty of touches for the for the Raptors. And DeRozan's starting to pick it up. Uh, Sabonis has been... Incredible. Incredible at a few things that aren't the best, but still incredible. And just, I'm just saying, he's, like, incredible at, like, points and rebounds. And like, Sorry, you're right. He's, he's good at vanity stats, which is what I kind of look at first. But, yeah, you're right. And it's definitely, like, all-star-worthy numbers that, like, he's making a team for, like... John Collins is back for him. Did you just say that? Uh, I, I mentioned it earlier. Yeah, but definitely a good, good reentry to the roster. First games, twenty-seven and ten, yeah, two threes, two yeah. steals, and two blocks. Which is funny because like last year, I feel like it took him like three months of the season to get he had, a like, block. Did he have like twelve games where he didn't get a steal or a block? I think it was a lot more than that actually. But uh, good for him, good for Duran getting him back. I could, I could relate on that note. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this this team is loaded. He has. Uh, Ira's least favorite fantasy player and JJ Redick on the roster. I actually have JJ in my uh, in my pro league this season. So uh, yeah. have you come around on him a little bit? Uh, I, I mean, he's he's been efficient and like I don't know, he's getting enough minutes right now that like, I'm okay with it. But I still I mean he's he's overdrafted just in terms of, like how good he is. Yeah, he has Steven Adams on this roster who's been much better of late than he was he's earlier in the season. Kawhi, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, this team Drone can make a run. Maybe I'll bring up the like top six party we're currently having at the top of the standings because Duran's always been a little more active than like a, a Dan or Eric in comparison. Duran has no, uh, by the way, to, to break into your theory, Duran has had no female interference uh, issues. That's a good point. He's, now, uh, he's now actually he's gotten engaged, stronger. Right? So, and, and last year when he it was kind of the, the meat of his relationship. And I'd be curious to meet her and uh, find out more about how... Uh, she does travel for uh, for work, so maybe that's part uh, of it. Maybe that's the, that's the element there. Solo time. Yeah. That's nice when you have the. Um, I don't know if that's a better. What do you think is a better way of uh, participating in the fantasy game? Do you think it's better to have the stay-at-home girlfriend who's there, like they invest some time in, or better to have like the bits and spurts girlfriend that you know? The bits and spurts because if you have the well, if you have the bits and spurts, then you have more time. You have more screen time for yourself. You could sit there watching an NBA game with your laptop open, checking stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. you know, more commitment. Oh, there's a new show on Amazon. I wanted to watch. You know. You gotta watch it. You gotta mm. be fully committed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, we're not TD access. Yeah, that's a. Cr- that's this a cr- is not even a hard a question, Ira. This, this is not a hard question. Yeah, but we never discussed it before, so I thought it was. Uh, it's, it's something to think about. I mean, 
You never know what people are thinking out there. That said, the early aughts of a relationship like Corey's going through right now, and you're kind of spending a lot of time texting and all that kind of crap. She's young, too. You know, yeah. She's all into the social media. You, you, yeah, you, you're going to be Snapchatting. You're going to be doing things. You know, What's that other shit? Like that, I mean, it's beyond Snapchat now. It's like a... Instagram stories? I don't know. <laughs> Instagram TikTok? Story? Yeah, TikTok. Yeah, that's do people communicate on TikTok? Do, do people? Like, or I, I'm sure they do, yeah. It's like TikTok just like Vine. Like, I don't really get what TikTok is. Is that the music video one? I don't know. I guess we're the wrong people for this. I'm, I'm definitely the wrong person for this. I don't know. I, like, I, I had the stance in college that Instagram was for girls. And, I'm, and I definitely am having like a... Should, should we give them their chance? Do they, do they know what it is? No, okay. I'm not, I'm not giving them a chance. Okay. Once, once you open that door, Paul, there's no going back. That's a good point. I'm not, Paul, 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 Paul just suggested that we let women come on the podcast, which would, would <laughs> which would be the IP address's downfall. No, Sarah listened to our podcast. What? Yeah, she, uh, she and Andrew told, well, Andrew said that she wanted to listen to our podcast at least. Okay, well, that, that's it. I think, she, I think she listened for maybe five minutes. Uh, Andrew needs to, like, do some, like, parents, parental controls on that stuff, you know? <laughs> like, maybe, like, the Holden version is fine to share with Sarah, but, like, come on. You, have, you probably know an issue with Holden listening to our podcast. I don't know, I think it, it's, it's good to grow up here on his chest. The team will be his one day. It's a fair point. Well, yeah. I mean, like, it might be better for him to learn these things. Like, I just saw Star Wars, and like, I feel like a big theme of Star Wars is like, I can't tell you. You need to like learn for yourself. Yes, yeah, through experience, you, yeah, through yeah. shared experience. Like you were, you're not ready for it. I mean, you know, it's all related to Harry Potter. You can you can understand this. Yeah. Why Dumbledore, you know, had his hundred chances to tell Harry, and chose every time to wait a little longer, wait a little longer. And he wasn't quite right. He should have, you know, went to the youth movement earlier. Yeah, yeah. I will say, yeah, one, one complaint about the Star Wars that's not a spoiler. The fucking throne was like Game of Thrones, like the Iron Throne. They look just like it? Yes. And it's like, what? Are, are Benny Off and Weiss doing these Star Wars movies? There was, they, I think they almost did get a trilogy, but they, not, wa- okay, they, they no lost it. Okay, they lost it. They're associated thing. with it. Okay. Which, are, I mean, I feel like you and I will have a trilogy offered to us that we'll lose at some point. Seems like everybody's getting one. What would our trilogy be about? Now I'm curious. A Star Wars. Well, I'm not a Star Wars guy. Well, our. Is it going to be fantasy-related trilogy, or is it... Well, that's what I'm asking. What, what's our trilogy? What, what, what uh, deal are they going to offer us? I mean, well, I think we already have a lot of, like, the tones needed, like, where I'm the dark, the evil... Well, Justin's probably the evil empire. Maybe in this case, I'm Kylo Ren. Have you seen Seven or Eight of Late? No. Okay, so I'm kind of Kylo Ren, who's like... I've seen Seven or Eight, like, never. <laughs> I, like, I'm embracing the dark side, but really, I, like... I'm probably good in the end of the day. Just, you know, I'm kind of... I kind of I, I I go deep in order to fight the darkness. Okay. Well, Justin's just like you do what you have to do to fight the real, the true, the true evil. Yeah, I'm willing to sacrifice. Okay. You know, I'm like do some do some bad shit. No, no. As we've discussed many times on this podcast, Justin is and will always be the true evil. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, there's no discussion about it. You know, just it is what it is. Yeah. You come to accept it. Uh, but the one thing Corey has going for him this season, a league logo. Uh, you know, he did some excellent. He's very excited uh, about it. Design. Well, 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 let's just let's just pause for a second. He did one one piece of the design, correct? <laughs> I did I did the rest of it. Can you give him his moment, Paul? Come on, I will give him his moment. <laughs> Corey did a great job uh, cutting the clip art for the bo- the bottom element of our league logo, which is the two guys shaking hands with a knife behind each of their backs, ready to stab each other. So, what? Let's give the or- the story. I'm, of I'm thinking. I'm, uh, yeah, let's I'll tell the story of how this went down. So I sent an original logo. I mean, well, first for years, Paul's been joking about making a logo. I yeah. Think. Like, last year, I like had like a drawing done. I, I was bored at work one day, so I like, sketched something in my notebook, and I sent it to Justin. And I'm like, could you like get someone at your work to do this? And he's like, yeah, maybe. And nothing happened. So 
yesterday I was like looking for apps to like design a logo and I finally found one that did everything I wanted to do. So I, I find it, I design it, but the original three icon icons I had on there were the basketball, the trophy, which are both still there. And on the bottom I had like these two shaking hands, which is supposed to be, you know, so it's supposed to represent like friendship as the, as the basis for our fantasy basketball. And I made the point, like it should really be like two guys like shaking hands, but like, Ready to ready to kill each other any minute, right? Was that was that your exact words? I think I said it. You even if, said ready to backstab each other. I think you said if knives were behind their backs. If knives behind their backs. So I literally I Google like uh, two guys backstabbing each other, and like immediately that image comes up. There's some like gray shit on the bottom, but like I'm like, all right, Corey's gonna be able to edit this for me. So I, I text him. He does it within. He says he's gonna like it'll be tomorrow. He got pretty giddy and excited and did it within like 25 minutes <laughs> and uh, we were good to go there. So thank you, Corey, for that effort. I know you're not listening to this anyway, but uh, yeah, now you have a logo. You, you like the logo? I was, actually, I was actually surprised that you gave some pretty positive feedback early on instead of just an, a, a shoot down like normal. Uh, I, the logo's cool. I don't know. Like, I feel like, I mean, I'm not, in, I'm not interested in like buying like t-shirts for like the uh, consolation, <laughs> like for like the regular season champion or something like that. But like, I would, I would get league merch. I th- that'd be nice to have, like, a Saftaba. You know, like, the like, good, like, pajama at thing. Like, so I, I think a beanie. Koozies now that, like, we're big in the koozie game. That'd be an excellent addition to our lives. Uh, I just gotta find a place that will make koozies without, like, a minimum of, like, 72 koozies. That's what, uh, that's the issue right now. What did, what did it cost? A quarter of koozie? Well, no, it's like a dollar koozie. dollar koozie? Yeah. Jesus, man. Gotta find it. Gotta find some cheaper. I'll find something better. Custom ink is always, like, a little pricey with their minimums and shit like that. I'll find a better okay. place. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's it's a good step for the league, I think. You know, yeah, we're doing good things uh, here. Now we just gotta get Garrett to uh, add it onto the actual league page. That'll be the next step. Uh, you can yeah. do that. Oh, I guess our league logo. If you mouse over right now on the league page over that like trophy next to East Brunswick, the big boy years, yeah, it'll say ask your commission to upload a league logo. Yeah, sweet. That'd be cool. Yeah, maybe that'll bump us from a silver league to a gold league just because we have the logo. That would be something. It's, it's a pick me up. I'll take it. All right, what else do we have here? What are we at time-wise? I feel like we've gone a while. We are at, uh, let's see, 30, 38 minutes or so. Okay. Uh, give me the, uh, actually, I'm coming in blind to this one. Pause and give me any updates yet. Well, how did the AC trip turn out? Uh, AC was great. So it wound up being me, Scott, Trevere, and Dank met us down there. Um, it was a pretty it, good rhythm to the night because... Was, uh, just headline, was it AC Dank or like a... Just like we were dank. all we were all AC dank that night, oh. but it was it was good because like um, he was actually on the tame side, but like we were we all we had a good time. I'll just no, I'm sure. use your imagination. Sure Dan Shreve put Scott in a great mood, so he's willing to like we we, we had a good time. Engage. We got down there around like eight o'clock. Uh, Dan wasn't there yet, so like we went to the table, played a little blackjack. They played a little roulette. Um, Dan got there, drank in the room a little bit, went to dinner. Didn't finish dinner till like eleven o'clock, eleven thirty, and I'm like, I drank for dinner. Uh, some place at the casino, uh, but we had like two bottles of wine. Like we were having some uh, nice like conversation. Yeah, we have nice, nice conversation. Yeah. I feel like I never had done like a sit down dinner. It's a good way to do AC because what what we learned from this. Extends the night, I guess. Yeah, it extends the night. Um, we didn't go to bed till like five o'clock, which like never again because I, I, I thought I was gonna like crash the car the next day. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we got back to the room like four thirty, but like by the time we like actually went uh, down, that's, that's a long night. Yeah, probably sure was able to pace that well. Everyone was up. Uh, I was up 400. I was the big winner of the night. I was never down. Oh, you were all up. I was like, you, you were no, no, up we, in the we, morning. We were, all, like, uh, we were all up. That's unheard of. Yeah. It, it was a very good, successful AC trip. Where'd you, you, had, where'd you make money? Blackjack, I guess? Black, I, I did all my blackjack, yeah. 
Um, Dan was up? That's crazy. Dan, yeah. like, Dan and always whips out an hour. They apparently, some guy told them to bet a certain number on roulette, and they all won, like, the 35 to 1 odds or whatever. Like, some guy, like, playing, or, like, the dealer? Some was guy like, playing was like, uh, yeah, everyone play this hand. And, like, they, right. the guy left, and they all played, and they all won. Like, something crazy like that. So everyone everyone left up. Uh, we're all in a pretty good mood from That's it. Amazing, yeah. yeah. So... It was, fun, it was a fun night. And, you know, a, f- a four-person trip to AC is generally the best kind of AC trip. Uh, yeah, four, four, four or five people is generally ha- the way to do it. Four people does work well. What time did you guys leave in the morning? They get you up early still? Even though you yeah, because, like, my alarm went off by accident at, like, 8 o'clock. Okay. So, like, I couldn't go back to sleep. At what time did Scott just suggest just driving home? Uh, no, he was... He and Trudy were, like, ready to, like, stay and sleep some more. But I was like, I need to get back. Oh, yeah. Because I, I knew I couldn't fall back asleep. Um... Got you. Oh, I'm glad you guys had a good trip. It's a rare... You make friends with a good dealer here or there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Patsy, who I've had in the past, was there at Caesars. Yeah, she recognized them? I recognized her. She immediately started talking to me, so like, she may have recognized me, too. It was one of those kind of situations where, like, only kind of only white person okay. at the table, so she was, like, talking to me. Mm. And, uh... Did you stay in the room with you guys, or... Uh, what's that? He, 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 he stayed in the room. We were uh, excited nice. about that. Welcome. And, uh... Like, who was your bed buddy? Uh, me and Shavir were bed buddies, but... Okay, he keeps to himself, I think. Yeah, we both kept to ourselves. It was pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to think any anything else notable. You got McDonald's in the morning? Any, any we got, on the road home? I got something. Oh, they had a really good McDonald's deal down there, too. Well, I got a sandwich in the in the facility. Okay. And, like, because no one wanted to stop. And, girls, your uh, food! The oven's done. I'll just, pr- just press the button, man. I'll press the button. Apologies for the beeps. We're not doing the power. Why don't just go knock, out, go knock on the door and just let them know that the, the alarm's going off. Um, All right. Data. This is brought to you by... Food's, food's done, by the way. Ira Time. What up? No, I was just... I was doing a fake commercial oh. for the people. All right. Uh, yeah, no, it was a good time. Um, you know, I wanted to stop, so I got like a brioche egg and... Bacon, egg, and cheese, and like it did not do anything for me, so it was kind of a waste. Hmm. Uh, I, I thought I was going like, to soap, soap the alcohol, basically, and, and like... It's most hungover I've been in a long time so I only had four hours of sleep but mm. it is what it is gotta get that water in it yeah that yeah, was fun alright looking ahead to our next parties on the planner how's the uh, the new year's uh, preparations coming along uh, pretty tame but I think it'll be a good time can we get a breakdown of why you're not coming at the new year's that's that's what people really want to know Ira oh yeah people are, people are demanding answers oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of one of those things where it's I guess it's not my year at the end of the day you know and it's also, I mean, it's also, there's like a, I've never been one for a New Year's dinner. So, like, there's an inconvenience factor of, like, having a dinner going. I think it's 8 o'clock dinner. It's going to, like, 10 o'clock Italian restaurant, which is, like, very filling. And you get a lot of drinks, which is nice. But, like, I'm going to come out of that stuffed. I got to drop 80 bucks on a couple. Eh. Um, and then, like, and if I didn't do that, Shavir hasn't even agreed to host, like, a pregame in, like, his apartment, like, Four floors below where the party's taking place. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I got to show around at 10 o'clock at night just to, like, no, that's know. fair. That's fair. So, but, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm being dragged to Long Island. And, like, they might flake out. So, it's, like, really? Like, we have to commit to this? Like, it's a hostage situation is what it sounds like based on the whispering here. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, yeah. Not, not worth my time. So, we may want to see you on New Year's, what you're saying, basically. Oh, it certainly was up to me. And, you know, count our blessings. Send your fantasy god prayers, you know. Maybe it'll all work out. But, 
I hope you guys have a great time at your New Year's. It's a pajama party. It's a pajama party. Did you uh, pick up anything new for the occasion? Or? Uh, not yet. I'm going to do shopping like next weekend, so. Uh, yeah? Yeah. It'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. Solid crew. Yeah, it'll be good uh, moving out of par- party, right? You can stretch this place. Yeah, essentially, G- January 18th, we're moving, so. January 18th. The last hurrah in this, this apartment. Got the movers locked up? Got the movers locked up. I just got a, got my... Parking permits for moving for the trucks in Hoboken. I don't know if you remember that from your Hoboken days. Reserving the trucks? The, like the temporary no parking signs. Yeah, I know how that works. I'm saying the mover trucks here to get the permits for? Yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. They had to do that. Yeah, it's fine. But, yeah. And uh, at least where I'm moving to, I don't need that there. They have like a, a loading zone, so I don't need to mm. pay for it there. That's clutch. Yeah. Very helpful. Yep. And uh-huh. uh, as I was telling you, that's part of moving there. From a fantasy perspective, is I have a conference room at the place that I have access to, and I can reserve. So, uh, future managers meeting location. Okay. But will you be able to watch your kid who's napping from the conference oh, room? Oh, what do you? The what? Question. First off, in that wow. scenario, I would. I'm asking the questions that people need to know. You know. Cool. First off, I would be able to. Ira, thank you very much. Okay. So, secondly, well. you know that I'm a proponent of bring the kids to the managers meeting. At, uh, as you recently okay. said, just said five minutes ago, they should learn. You know. <laughs> Well, I'm looking forward to having our first IP address together, all three of us. It should be a oh, really great experience and really add to the commentary. But uh, I see the girls are coming out now for the Suf Ganiot. Uh, Hanukkah is, among, is amongst us. What are we on? Night three here? Yeah, night three. We'll light the candles in a few minutes. Did you do anything fun for Hanukkah so far? Uh, not really. Missed the first two nights of lighting. Uh, much to Leanna's chagrin. But uh, you know, I'm sure I'll make up for the next five. Shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah. Give me a fancy victory, and that's all the presents I need this season. Very good. Well, we'll have some, have some jelly donuts for everyone here. We'll light some candles, and uh, happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas to those of you celebrating. Got a few of you out there now. And, uh, yeah, hope you enjoy the podcast. Yeah, we'll, be back, uh, we'll be back in January, I think. It's like we're getting close to that trade deadline. When things start heating up. We'll have our, our, probably our January Depression podcast, and uh, maybe our pre... We're usually doing, like, pre-All-Star weekend, and... I, it's on my calendar. Nothing's nothing's going on. All starts. Oh uh, yeah. What day is that? It's like January. It's like it's like Valentine's Day or like the day before this year. Uh, okay. It's like the thirteenth. I want to say or the fifteenth. I, I don't have anything in February besides Elon's wedding. Yeah, should be good. Yeah. Alright, Cool. Maybe we'll do right. a podcast from Elon's wedding. Uh, something like that. Well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. Maybe do a pregame pod. But all right. Let's get out of here. All right. Uh, happy New Year, everyone. Be good. <laughs>